Turn with me, if you would, to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18 today. I'm going to read one short verse of Scripture this morning, and I want to take you right into the Word of God. The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are headed for destruction. But we are who are being saved know it as the very power of God. The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are headed for destruction, but we who are being saved know it as the very power of God. I want to share with you for a few moments this morning after a word of prayer on the power of the cross, the true source of freedom. Father, bless this word now. Lord, bless every heart and soul. And I pray, God, that your word will sink deep in our heart, deep in our spirit, deep in our soul, deep in our minds today, Father. And when we leave this house, we will leave changed. We will leave transformed by what your word speaks into us today. And God, we give you all the glory in Christ's name. Amen. God bless you this morning is my prayer. I want to talk to you for a few moments today on the power of the cross the true source of freedom. I said it a few moments ago, and I sincerely mean it today. We stand in the freedoms that we stand in now because men and women have died all over this world and paid an ultimate price from this nation that we might have the liberties that we have, the freedoms that we have. And that's why we enjoy what we enjoy now. But I also want to tell you that there was one who paid the ultimate price for all mankind. And because of the price that he paid for us, he gave us the ability. He gave us the strength to pay the price that needs to be paid. He helped us. And it all comes through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Let me begin by saying this. Hard days, difficult days, many young men and women who left these shores went because they believed there were certain tyrannies in the world. They felt that these tyrannies would rob people of their freedom and they decided something had to be done about it. And they did it at a phenomenal cost. They fought hard and many have died for the liberties we hold dear. The results of that is that we enjoy the remarkable freedoms in this country. In all the talk of freedom in the hour where we live, in all the talks of freedom today in our nation, defending our rights, and also when we talk about our points of view, the powerful truth of the cross rises above everything else. When we talk about our freedoms, the power of the cross rises above. Why? Because only in one can freedom truly be found. Only in one can we be made new. Only in one can we find the lasting peace and hope that truly comes through Jesus Christ. Only in one and his name is Jesus. And I want to just say it again. It's only through Him that we have peace. It's only through Him that we have hope. It's only through Him that we truly have liberty in our life. Why? He is the one who sets us 
free. He is the one who delivers. He's the one who breaks the bondages of, of the burdens of life off of us. He's the one that opens up prison doors for us. He's the one that makes a way for us. Without the pain and the reality of the cross, without the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on our behalf, without the power of the resurrection and his final victory over death and sin, we would still be bound. Without his deliverance, we would still be burdened. We would still be defeated. We would still be groping in the darknesses of sin. And can I tell you, in all of history, there is not one more redeeming, more liberating, or costly sacrifice than the one that Jesus Christ paid on the cross at Calvary. The cross was gruesome. The cross was beyond anything we can imagine. It was beyond anything that we can really imagine in our mind. The ultimate sacrifice that was paid for all mankind. But can I tell you, many do not appreciate the cross of Calvary. Many do not appreciate the ultimate price that Jesus Christ paid to summon this world. The cross does not make sense to them. It is foolishness in their minds. They don't understand it. They cannot accept it. They live blinded to the power and the grace of Jesus Christ that only came through the cross of Calvary. For it said there in 1 Corinthians 1.18 again, the message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. It is foolish in their mind. It is foolish in their sight. Why? They are offended by its sacrifice. I just want to stop and ask you a question. How can you be offended by one who laid down his life for you? How can you be offended by one who paid the ultimate sacrifice for your sin? How can you be offended by one who loved you so much that he laid everything down that you might gain everything? Amen? He laid everything down that you may walk in the blessings of the Lord. They are offended by the truth that Jesus paved the only way to be saved. They're offended by the fact that he, through him is the only way to salvation. They hide under the false belief that there must still be another way to come to God. But I want to stop and settle this this morning. There is only one way to Jehovah. There is only one way to God. And it is through Jesus Christ our Lord and our Savior. It's through the redeeming blood of Jesus Christ. You can't work your way to him. You can't buy your way to him. You can't do anything else to get to him. You have to come through Jesus Christ our Lord. First Peter chapter 2 verse 7 and 8. As believers you know his great worth. Indeed his preciousness is imparted to you. But for those who do not believe the stone that the builders rejected and discarded has now become the cornerstone and a stone that makes them stumble, and a rock to trip them over. Listen, they keep stumbling over the message because they refuse to believe it. 
I want you to notice they keep stumbling over the fact because they refuse to accept and believe it. And the Bible said this is their destiny. It's destined for them to be that way. But I want you to listen to me this morning. Many are stumbling. Many are falling by the fact that Jesus paid that price because they can't believe. But let me tell you what the Bible said. He said if you can believe, if you can just trust in the Lord. I want to say this to somebody in this room. If you can believe all things are possible unto you through Jesus Christ. Too many people, the cross of Calvary stirs up hatred. In the world we live in right now, to many people, the cross of Calvary stirs hatred in their heart. There's an intense attack on those who call themselves Christ followers. Amen? There's always been an attack, but it seemed like there's an intense attack in this hour and on those who will not bow their knees to other false gods. And we've seen it throughout history. Stories of many courageous believers who stood up for God, who stood up for Jesus Christ, and they suffered violent persecution and even death by the hands of those who were trying to destroy the knowledge of Christ and trying to annihilate Christianity. They trying to annihilate what Jesus has done. But I got news for you. You cannot annihilate the price that Jesus paid. Amen? Listen to this. We see it in the world we live in today. And in John 15 and verse 18, I want you to notice. He said, if the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. We see it in the world today when they want to stamp out, as we call it, Christianity. They want to take away what we believe. They want to take away what we stand upon. But be reminded, he said, they may hate you for what you stand for. They may hate you for what you believe. He said, but remember one thing. They hated me first. And if they hated him, they will hate us. But can I tell you the power of the cross? You will never conquer it. You cannot hide it away and pretend it does not exist. Why is that? His power is incapable of being shut away. It is incapable of being ignored. It is incapable of being forgotten. It is incapable of being destroyed. And I want to say it while I'm here. It's never been destroyed. It cannot be destroyed now. And it never will be destroyed. Amen. You have to understand we're walking in the freedom of Jesus Christ because of how he loved us and he gave it all. Listen, he is the one who reigns supreme. He is the one that holds the final victory. He is the one who conquered sin and death. And because of that this morning, we can understand, listen, if time tarries, we may go by the way of the grave if time tarries. But let me remind you, death holds no sting, no power over those who are forever changed by the forgiveness and the grace of Jesus Christ. If we have to go by by the way of the grave, there'll be no sting. There'll be no bondage there. There'll be nothing that hold us back. Why? Because Jesus got up, we'll get up too. Amen? Because Jesus rose, we will rise too. What is the price of the cross? What does the price of the cross, what does it do for us? Number one, it provides a bridge, a way to God. The cross provided a way, a bridge that mankind could reach God, a way that we could get to the Lord. It gives us an opportunity to have a personal relationship with God. 
And I want to say this while I'm here. A lot of people have got religion today. A lot of people claim to be religious, and they claim to have religion, if you will. But religion is not what we need. We need a relationship with God. We need a walk with God. We need to know God on a one-on-one basis. We need to be at a place with the Lord that we are one in Him. Amen? Why? Because He is the only way. I'm going to say it again. He is the only way. John 14 and 6, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I'm going to say it again. You can't get to God unless you go through Jesus. You cannot get to Jehovah unless you go through Jesus. Amen? The cross provides opportunity for forgiveness of our sins. Oh, I like this. It provides an opportunity for us to be saved. Through the price Jesus paid at Calvary, we can be saved from our sin. He took our sin. He took our shame. He took it all upon His shoulders. He took the blows on our behalf so that we would not have to suffer. He took it all. Why? Because He loved us so much. And I want to say to you, such an incredible love, such an amazing sacrifice that Jesus paid. For it said in Ephesians 1 and 7, since we are now joined to Christ, we have been given the treasures of redemption by His blood, the total cancellation of our sin. Think about that for a moment. He loved us so much, He didn't just cancel a few things that we went through. He didn't just cancel certain adversities in our life. He canceled all of our sin. Sometimes I've heard people say things like this. Well, Pastor, you don't realize where I've been in my life. You don't realize what I've walked through. You don't understand what's gone on. It doesn't matter how low you've gone. It doesn't matter how deep in sin you've gone. It doesn't matter where life has taken you. When Jesus Christ forgives you of your sin, He cancels every sin you've ever committed. He cancels everything that you've ever walked through. He cancels it all. And here's what I like the Bible said. He makes a new creation out of you. You're no longer the same man, woman, boy, or girl that you used to be, but you become a new creature in Christ Jesus. The cross provides freedom to all those who believe. Freedom from the shackles of sin. Freedom from shame. Freedom from fear. Freedom from disgrace. Freedom from worry. Freedom from hopelessness. Freedom from despair, addiction, and guilt. Freedom from the darkness of eternal separation from God. Listen, before we got saved, we were not only separated from God now, but we were headed to an eternal separation from Him. But the cross at Calvary made that bridge that we could find our place in God, that we would not be no longer we would no longer be separated from Him in the now or in the future. In John chapter 8, verse 36, so if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. If the Son sets you free, one version says you are free indeed. The cross provides new life. We are not, not only forgiven. We are not only cleansed. We are not only set free. But we have a whole new life and destiny through Jesus Christ. I said we have a whole new life and destiny through Jesus Christ. What do you mean, Pastor? We are changed from the inside out. I said we are changed from the inside out. He renews our mind. Thank God He allows us to think differently. 
He changes our hearts and our desire. He gives us fresh purpose for every new day of our life. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Why? He changed you from the inside out. He changed your mind. He changed your thought process. He changed everything about you. The cross provides power for us to live in the now. And I wrote that word now in big bold letters. It provides us the ability to live in the here and the now. Why? When Jesus died on the cross and was buried, it did not stop there. I know we all understand that, but I want to remind you here this morning. When Jesus laid down his life and when they put him into that tomb, it did not stop there. The final picture of all the cross provides, it provides a powerful resurrection. The final picture provides the fact that Jesus got up. What do you mean? He won. He did not stay in the grave. Oh, and I like this. He could not be closed in a tomb and forgotten about. His power broke through, and that same power still lives and abides in you and me today. And I said it earlier, and I'm going to say it again. Because Jesus got up, one day we will get up ourselves if necessary. What do you mean? If we go by the way of the grave because he got up, we will get up. As believers, God gives us the power of the Holy Spirit living and moving through us each day. And I want you to listen to this very closely. Sometimes we forget the Spirit of God is in us. Sometimes we forget the Spirit of God lives and abides in us. Often we forget to ask Him for a fresh infilling, but we have to realize He is still there, and He's waiting to live in us mightily each and every day. He's waiting to do something very real in us every single day. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says this, But ye shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. I love what he said. Ye shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Please hear this preacher this morning. The cross provides victory over the enemy. The cross provides victory over the powers of hell that are bombarding your life. And because of the cross, we do not have to fear Satan. We do not have to fear hell. And we do not have to fear what the enemy can do to us. He has not left us to fend for ourselves. We don't have to fight in our own strength and on our own ability. We can stand in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And at the name of Jesus, every demon of hell will have to flee. At the name of Jesus, every opposition has to go. At the name of Jesus, hell begins to shake. Amen. There's power and there's authority in the name of Jesus. Why? Because of the cross of Calvary. Oh, there was power in his name before he ever went to the cross because he is God. But how much more that power increased when he paid the ultimate price for our sin.
Acts chapter 17, verse 28, for in him we live and move and have our being. 1 Corinthians 15, 57, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to say this on behalf of every person in this room and everybody who's watching us online today. Thank you, God, for the price that you are willing to pay on the cross at Calvary that we might go free. Thank you for the power of the resurrection that brings ultimate victory over sin and over death. Thank you, Father, that this same power still works mightily in us now. It still works mightily in us in this moment. Won't you stand to your feet all across this room? Thank you, Father, that the same, that same Spirit works and lives and abides in us in this unique moment of time. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. I said, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. I'm going to do something just a little bit different here. If you are thankful for your freedoms this morning and you want freedom, more freedom in God than you've ever had in your life, I want you to get out of your seat. Come quickly to the front of this room. Everybody in this house ought to be here. If you're thankful for your freedoms and you want more freedom in God than you've ever had in your life, get out of your seat and get out here. I'm going to say it again. Everybody that's physically able to get here ought to be here. Everybody that can come ought to be up here. Oh, hallelujah, I'm thankful that I'm free. I'm thankful for what he has done, but I want more freedom in God than I've ever experienced in my life. I prayed about this day and what God would have me to share and what God would have me to say, and this is exactly what he gave me. This is a unique moment, a unique time. I want to share one last verse of Scripture with you. It's found in Romans chapter 1, verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the good news about Christ. I'm not ashamed of the good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes. It's the power of God at work saving everyone that believes. I'm not ashamed. You know why you're standing in the front of this room right now? Because you're not ashamed. You know why you're standing in the front of this room right now? Because you're hungry. You know why you're standing in the front of this room? Because you're thirsty. Because deep down inside of you, you desire more of the Lord. Here's all I ask you to do today. I want you just to lift your hands right where you are. And you just let God begin to do what God wants to do in you. You pray however you want to pray. You call upon Him however you want to. But right where you stand, just let God begin to do in you right now what God wants to do in you. Man, can't do it for you, but God can change everything. Are you ready? God, fill us up. God, fill us with your fullness. God, fill us with your power. God, fill us with your glory. God, fill us with your anointing. God, fill us today with the freedom of your spirit and the freedom of your power and the freedom of your glory and the freedom of your grace and the freedom of your mercy. God, fill us today with your freedom.